simplicity of Mary, we believe, as did St. John Paul II, that truth is known through both faith and reason. Human reason seeks the truth, but ultimate truth about life cannot be found by reason alone. In today's challenging higher education scene, the University of Mary is flourishing because our mission is to help students live fully in this way, not just existing, but really living. We offer education for the whole of life, and that's the difference. Discover the Mary difference at cometomary.com. That's cometomary.com. The growth that I know from inside out, um, it might not show every day, and people will say, hey, is that the same Kenny Markward that we knew 20 years ago? Mm -hmm. It, It is absolutely not. Because you cannot stay the same if you are listening and learning from, from Catholic Radio. It's beautiful. It, um, it, it will change you from the inside out, and you can't, you can't stop it. Just turn on the radio, because um, God says in His Word that He'll reward you 40, 60, 100 fold. And there's no better way of spreading His Word than through Catholic Radio. And again, uh, if you're like me, you're sick and tired of listening to the secular um, radio and television. There's, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta look long and hard to hear any good news on there. Yeah. And Catholic radio is absolutely full of the good news of, of Jesus Christ, and and gives us, shows us why we're here. Hey everybody, Steve Splinskowski here with Real Presence Radio. I wanted to thank so many of you for calling in during our spring live drive. We had a great show of support for this work of evangelization. So thank you to so many of our brothers and sisters who called in and pledged. We had a goal of 550000 and we did raise 505000 so we're a little short. And we are going to need your help because of some equipment failures we've had in the past six months. So if you weren't around last week, please consider giving a gift now at 877-795-0122. And we thank you so much for your loving support. God bless you. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join in the conversation on our Facebook page and be sure to like us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome to Real Presence Live. This is Father Richard Kunz along with Father Ryan Moravitz coming to you from the Diocese of Duluth, Minnesota on Real Presence Live. Thank you for listening in, and we've had a, a good first hour, Father Ryan, and we're ready to start off with our second hour here pretty quick. Oh, we're in the second hour. How about that? That's great. That first hour was great. Straight Talk was really good today. It was. Yeah, we had some good questions. Good questions, comments. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about practical stuff. We had, a, we had a caller that didn't quite make it in because they called just at the last moment, and uh, they called in concerning today's reading from the choosing of St. Matthias. And the question is, when, you know, in the in the reading from Acts of the Apostles, that they cast lots to decide uh, who was going to take the place of Judas, and the caller wanted to know what does casting lots mean. Father Ryan, do you know? What well, it's 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 kind of like a, a rolling of the dice or a, a, a drawing. Like it would be on some levels, we might, you know, if you had picking two names, straws. yeah, picking straws yeah. or putting two names in a hat or rolling the dice and who gets the the, the highest one. Yep. You know, I'm I'm kind of looking up here to try to find out like. Maybe exactly what they did do. I suspect that for the lots, like what did they have? Did they have rocks with symbols on them or what? And I'm just not finding. Anything well, they right definitely away. had. They definitely had dice back then. You know, there's some ancient dice. But I, I suspect that what the apostles would have done, although I don't know if it's recorded as such, but they would have uh, prayed, asking God's guidance for this, and and then you know, God, we you know, we're going to entrust this to you, and we're going to cast lots. However, that lots might have been could have been various different options, and then. They just took it in faith that whichever was chosen by lots was God's will. Yeah, that they knew someone was already chosen, right? And that God would reveal who He has chosen through the casting of lots. So that's important. Like, well, 
It could be either or, so let's cast the lots, and we'll, that'll help us decide. No, it's, it's that they knew God had already chosen somebody, so God's... Right. God's... And it was conditional, too. Because, will was revealed through because it. Because the people that were up for the job had to be there all along. They had to be witness of the resurrected Christ, which yep. is what was most important. So, yeah, I mean, casting lots was an ancient form of uh, of discerning God's will, at least from the Christian perspective, um, in regards to what God's will was in a particular decision. So that was a, a good question. Great question, at Kathy. The, at the very end of the uh, of the call-in segment. But right now we have Bishop uh, Robert Gruss on the line with us. Bishop, are you there? I am. Good morning. Good morning, Good Bishop. morning. Calling, uh, coming to us from Rapid City, way out there in the western side of South Dakota. How's the weather out west? The weather is absolutely beautiful. It's Good. sunny and it's supposed to be in the mid to upper, I think close to 80 today. Wow. Nice. We're so, going to get 70, I think. So, that's so spring has finally come. Yeah. It, <laughs> it's um, about time. <laughs> and of, of course, one of the things that we think of spring from the Christian perspective, we always think of Easter. And uh, obviously we're well into the Easter season right now. And and uh, maybe you can uh, speak to us a little bit, Bishop, in regards to the concept of how God's love is unconditional and how it manifests itself in a particular way during the Easter season. And how do we experience that love? Well, it's one thing, I you know, I, I'm on the confirmation circuit right now. And um, you know, I, I start every Mass saying, telling, you know, saying Happy Easter to people, and they look stunned. You know, yeah. they don't know how to, they don't know how to respond. I said, no, we're still this, we're still celebrating Easter. You know, that Christ indeed is risen. He is alive. And, um, you know, his suffering, death and resurrection is, is, um, should be kept before us this whole season of, of, of Easter. It should be kept before us every day, but in in a particular way, you know, through this whole season of, of Easter all the way to Pentecost. And, and, um, because people forget, you know, it's kind of like a holiday and, once the holidays pass, people move on, and so I, I think as a church we have to continue to remind people of really, you know, it's, it's at the heart of our existence, you know, the, the suffering, death, and resurrection of Jesus, so that we have, you know, have this this new life in Him. Um, yeah. So, so, what was your question? <laughs> well, well, no, I mean, you're, you're in essence you're answering. You know, the the readings at weekday masses really lend themselves to this whole concept of God's love and His Easter love for us. You know, maybe you know just today. And I even mentioned this in my homily uh, on the Feast of St. Matthias where Jesus says, um, as the Father loves me, so I love you, and remain that love. It's like, I mean, do we even understand what that means? I mean, that, that you know, I mean, the concept that God the Son loves us as God the Father loves God the Son, God the Son, is, is we, we can't even fathom that. It's hard to get our arms around, you know, actually, for, for, many, for many people. You know, God so loved the world that he sent his Son into the world to save us you know, from our sins so that we might have eternal life. And, I mean, it, it's, you know, that's, it's just that in and itself, that, that um, reality in, in itself is something that should be prayed with frequently. You know, the, the depth of God's love for me, yeah. you know, his, his desire, the, 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 the deepest desire of, of the Father's heart is to have us with him in heaven. And the, um, and then to think, you know, I mean, like in today's again, bring it to today's gospel. When right after Jesus says that, then he says, "I tell you this so that your joy may be complete." I mean, obviously, we should be Christians. We should be joy-filled people because of how much God loves us. Well, we will be joy-filled people when when we have that experience of God's love for us, and and, and it's not just something in our head, but it's a, it's, a, it's truly a reality of our lives and our hearts. And uh, when we come to know the depth of God's love for us. Um, 
there's nothing that can disturb us. You yeah. know, nothing. You know, we may have frustrations here and there, but, you know, as, as, um, as Jesus said, your joy will be complete, and nobody can take that joy away from you. Um, but it's, it's really, it comes out of this, you know, the, you know, the, the power of the Holy Spirit in our hearts. You know, the, you know, the, the Spirit is the love between the Father and the Son sent out upon the world. And it's in that, you know, the, the Spirit is, is, gives us that, that deep um, and everlasting joy for those who come to know deeply um, the love of, you know, the love of the Trinity, really. Bishop Cruz, this is, I think, a really deep and really good conversation. Um, why, I, I think that there's a number of, of Catholic faithful who, when we talk about experiencing and, and knowing the love that Jesus has for us personally, they, they haven't experienced that, um, or they, they're not quite sure, like, what that means, and they had, they don't, they haven't experienced that joy. Um, can you give any thoughts on why that is, or what, what you, what we can do to help people encounter the love that God has for them in a way that that we're speaking of? Well, Father, I would I would say this. I would say a couple things about that. And I've been sharing this with my confirmation students when I, I meet with them an hour before the mass, just them them and me, and we talk about a relationship with Jesus. And um, and, and I, I put it in the context of, of like Jesus, you know, being a best friend, and they all have best friends, right? They hang out with the person every day, and you know, and they share their life with them—the good and the bad, the indifferent, everything. Right? That's what happens out there. Their friendships deepen. Is this is this mutual sharing of their lives, which is in some sense a mutual sharing of love, if you, if you, if you really think about it. And I, and I said, you know, um, oftentimes when, when when people go to Jesus, it's only when they want something, right? Right. We, we go to Jesus when we want something. Now, and then I, so I, I give the example, what would happen if you only, you know, hooked up with your best friend when you wanted something from them? What kind of a relationship would that be? And, and they get that. They said it wouldn't be very good. I said it probably wouldn't exist anymore because you're using that person for your own benefit. Jesus wants a relationship with us. And when we only go to him when we want something, I think it's a, it's a diminished relationship. Your relationship with Jesus, this friendship with Jesus, is about sharing the whole of our lives with Him. And, and when we begin to do that in prayer every day, then we will begin to experience um, profoundly His love for us in a, in, in a deeper and in, in new way, because it's coming out of an intimate relationship um, that's based on, on His love for us and our desire for Him, and not just desire to get things from Him, but a desire for a relationship with Him. And so, if people are longing for this deeper encounter with with the Lord's love, first of all, they need to desire it, and then then they need to ask for it. You know, Jesus wants to give us everything that that we that we want that leads us to Him, and obviously, this is something that certainly leads us to Him. And so, it's it's important to be asking for that daily. Lord, give me a deeper lived experience of Your love for me today, so that I can live out of that. So that my joy might be complete, um, but it's, it's asking for it, and then um, you know, seeking it, seeking you shall find, asking you will receive, knock the door will be open to you. He says. Uh, Thank and, you for listening. Um, oh. 
Thank you for listening to Real Presence Live. This is Father Richard Kunz along with Father Ryan Morales. We're talking to Bishop Robert Gruce from the Diocese of Rapid City about God's love manifesting itself in a particular way during the Easter season. Uh, Bishop, maybe, you know, uh, the extent, extension of that resurrected Christ obviously is the Eucharist. And, and, uh, maybe you can speak a little bit about how the Eucharist is an illustration of God's love for us in a particular way. Well, Jesus, you know, Jesus promised when he left this world that he would be with us always. And this is just one of the ways in which he is, in which he is with us, his body, blood, soul, and divinity, which he himself in, 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 the, in the Eucharist gives, he, he gives us, he himself gives himself to us so that we might have union. You know, I, I talk about with the confirmation kids, it's very simple, you know, when we talk about communion, you know, let's cut the word in half, and what do we have? We have com, which comes from a Latin word that means with, and, the, and then union. So it's, it's, this, it's this deep union with Jesus as he gives himself completely and totally to us, you know, nothing held back. And, you know, so it's a profound act of his love. You know, the, most, the, the greatest act of his love was, his, was the crucifixion. It was his death on a cross where he gave himself completely to us. And now in the Eucharist, once again, this sacrifice is made present in an unbloody way on the altar, and then he gives himself once again under the Eucharistic presence of himself completely to us out of love. So his, re- his love remains with us um, always. And, and, you know, and, and it's, because he desires, he just desires so much to draw us into this communion, this union with him, not just at Mass, but in prayer and just in our everyday, ordinary experiences of life, um, if we believe that he's with us. Bishop Bruce, this is just so good. Um, just the direction you're giving us um, in terms of building and, and discovering and, and uh, stepping into that relationship with Christ, one that's an experience of his love for us, and then in the Eucharist in particular. As people receive the Eucharist and as they enter into this communion with him, this unity with him, and begin to experience that love that Jesus has in laying down his life for us, um, so Jesus fully surrendered his life by laying it down for a sheep. How can, how can the faithful lay down their lives for those they love? How can we as Catholic people do that in a way um, most of us literally aren't going to give our lives or be called to give our lives for others in love, but uh, what are some practical ways that, that we do do that or can do that? Well, you know, when, you know the deeper, when, when we experience the Lord's deep love for us and how he sacrifices love for us and we, and we have that lived experience, then what happens is there, there grows a desire in our own hearts to give that same love away to others. Because we, we begin to realize that the love I'm giving away is not necessarily my own, but it's his through me. And so we really become his disciples. Um, you know, a disciple is somebody who lays down his life, picks up his cross, lays down his life daily, and follows. And so when we come to this profound experience of the Lord's love for us, what naturally flows from that is a desire to serve, a desire to give our lives away for others, you know, a, a desire to be... Um, you know, heavenly focused and not worldly focused, and and then it be, and it becomes easier. Our lives it's be, become then more of a sacrifice um, for others, and we can do that in many ways. You know, get involved in your parish, get involved in serving the poor, um, find ways to, um, um, you know, to to participate in some form of ministry where we're affecting the we're affecting change in in people's lives because not because 
you know, just because the change is, is important, but because we love, you know, because we choose to love in such a way. You know, Jesus' love was a choice, right? You know, and so yeah. he chose to come here. He chose to suffer and die for us. And so, you know, at the heart of, of any love, a pure love, it's a choice. Love is a choice. It's not a feeling. It's a choice which we give our lives away to others. I mean, that's really the purest definition of love, I, I think, because the purest example the purest example of that is, um, is Christ uh, crucified for us. Amen. Thank you, Bishop. Yeah, we often get we often get the whole idea of feeling and uh, and choosing about love uh, confused, unfortunately. But thank you, Bishop. Thank you very much. Thank you super lots super of, great. Yeah, lots of food for wow. thought there. So, thank you for joining us. You're welcome. It's great to be with you, and God bless all of you. God Thanks. bless. Thanks to you, Bishop. Well, that was a good segment. Um, after uh, you know, we take the break. We're going to be taking up our ten minute tour where we go around our listening area at the speed of sound. That's always exciting. And a little bit later on in the show, we will be talking to Father Robert Altier from the Archdiocese of St. Paul, Minneapolis, about the Virgin Mary and Our Lady of Fatima in particular, whose feast day was just yesterday. So all of this after the break. This is Real Presence Live. Local. Engaging. Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hey everybody, Steve Splunskowski here with Real Presence Radio. I wanted to thank so many of you for calling in during our spring live drive. We had a great show of support for this work of evangelization, so thank you to so many of our brothers and sisters who called in and pledged. We had a goal of 550000 and we did raise 505000 so we're a little short, and we are going to need your help because of some equipment failures we've had in the past six months. So if you weren't around last week, please consider giving a gift now at 877-795-0122. And we thank you so much for your loving support. God bless you. Mayo Pharmacy in Bismarck is a faith-based pharmacy committed to delivering a high level of care. We're pro-life and pro-family, so we respect all human dignity while providing for your individual needs. We have Catholic gifts for all ages, from mystic monk coffee to cards and crucifixes. Plus, we offer clinical services, including immunizations and individualized medication packaging. Mayo Pharmacy is located at 303 North 4th Street in Bismarck. Our number is 701-223-2424. Hello, I'm Linda Baldwin with the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. We are now open, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday and 9 to 5 on Saturdays. We're located at 3709 South Grange, just west of Costco. We stock Catholic books, artwork, saint medals, rosaries, Bibles, parish supplies, plus mystic monk coffee and gifts for those special occasions like baptisms, first communion, and confirmation. I look forward to your visit to the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. People think A&B is in the copier business, but we're not. We are in the people business. Whether it's coffee and water, managed print services, document management, or our newest additions of promo gear and managed IT services, we've got you covered. At A&B, we're number two because our customers are number one. We can be reached at one 800 477 2425 or online at abbusiness.com. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join in the conversation on our Facebook page and be sure to like us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Good morning. This is Father Richard Kunz uh, coming to you from the Diocese of Duluth along with Father Ryan Moravitz, our um, 
we're chugging chugging right along in this uh what did i say chumming like? chumming yeah yeah we're chugging though we're, right now we're chugging we're not chumming even though it's the fishing season we're chugging right along in real presence live uh this is going very quick we've had some really great interviews and great segment of the call in bishop Gruse was great in that last interview yeah you can tell he's a deep thinker yeah there's a lot of depth to his friendship with the lord you can tell yeah I remember he was a or he was the vice rector at the seminary when I was in theology school. And oh, really? For um, I think the last two years I was there. So, so I just always remember getting scolded by him. Really? Well, hey, that doesn't surprise me. But there it is. We're going on a road trip. Speed of sound, folks. Here are the events um, coming up in our area. We're so so grateful um, for so many good works going on out there. Um, we're starting off um, out in the diocese of Crookston on the road today. And so we have Mary with us. Mary, are you there? Yes, I am. Good morning. Mary, good morning. How are you today? I am wonderful. Wonderful. Um, tell us about what, what you have coming up there out in Crookston. Well, next week, Tuesday on the 21st, we're going to be celebrating a memorial mass at Calvary Cemetery here in Crookston, an outdoor mass at 515. And we'll be remembering all of our departed uh, bishops, priests, deacons, uh, the shepherds from our diocese in the past. And is this something you've done before, or is this a first-time event? Is this something you do every year? This actually is our third year for doing this. Uh, we had a beautiful altar that was uh, built in... Uh, it's made of concrete because we need to have it weatherproof, right? Um, but uh, that was installed three years ago and uh, dedicated. And this year we're having it the Tuesday um, previous or prior to Memorial Day, but usually the Tuesday after Memorial Day that we have this celebration. So this is the third time we've done this. Well, that's fantastic, Mary. I think it's a beautiful thing to be doing in May, and especially as we approach Memorial Day. Folks, again, Bishop Hepner um, is pleased to announce the third annual Mass at Calvary Cemetery in Crookston. Tuesday, May 21st at 5.15, Calvary Cemetery is located on the west end of Memorial Drive in Crookston. Thanks, Mary. Okay, folks, we're heading out to South Dakota now. We're out to Spearfish. Uh, Spearfish, South Dakota. St. Joseph Church in Spearfish invites you to come home to the Catholic Church. No matter how long you have been away, no matter the reason, no matter the reason at all, the Church wants to embrace you right where you are and bring you back home into her arms. There's a program called Catholics Come Home that will be offered on Thursday, May 16th at 6.30 p.m. in the evening. Again, that's Thursday, May 16th at 6.30 p.m. in the evening. Catholics Come Home. Um, out in Spearfish, South Dakota. Uh, there's no need to register and there's no obligations to make any commitment. Um, if you have been away or know someone who has, please come and bring a friend. Again, that's at St. Joseph Church in Spearfish, inviting you to come home to the Catholic Church. No matter how long you've been away, no matter the reason, Catholics Come Home, offered on Thursday, May 16th at 6.30 p.m. in the evening. All right, now uh, we go from there all the way to Rochester, where we have a save the date for the annual St. James Coffee Brew Haha, 
which is scheduled for Friday, May 17th at Rochester International Event Center. This is a fun event people look forward to year after year. You can support the mission of St. James Coffee as they answer the call of the new evangelization, bringing the church into the world and into the daily lives of the community. Doors open at 5.30 p.m. That's Friday, May 17th at the Rochester International Event Center, St. James Coffee Annual Brouhaha. Come and support this form of a unique form of the new evangelization in the Rochester area on May 17th, Rochester International Event Center. That is St. James Coffee Brouhaha. We're now heading out to North Dakota, uh, to Stanley, North Dakota, and we have Betty on the line with us to tell us about a women's retreat coming up on Saturday, May 18th. Betty? Hi. Welcome to the show. Tell us about your women's retreat. Yes. Thank you for having me. So we will be having our 15th annual women's retreat at the Queen of Most Holy Rosary in Stanley, and it's this Saturday, May 18th. Our guest speaker is going to be Mary Ann Kuharski. She is a founding member and currently director of Pro-Life Across America. They're often known as the billboard people. They're the billboards with the positive educational pro-life messages. Um, you see them all across the country. Um, Marianne is a wife and mother of 13 children. Um, six are adopted and have special needs, so she just really lives the pro-life message in her own life. And we're just really excited to have her with us um, to share the message with us. And we start the day with math, and then the rest of the day, music, sharing, door prizes. We have a really yummy uh, lunch and, of course, the talks from Mary Ann. And it's just a really beautiful, um, faith-filled day. We just really try to treat the ladies special and um, just give them a day to just recharge their spiritual batteries and um, go forth and share their faith with the people in their lives. And so we just invite everyone to come out. We're, um, you don't have to pre-register. That would be nice, but you're welcome to just Come and share the day with us and just really enjoy the day praising the Lord and learning and and and, and just relaxing and resting in, in the love of the Lord. And So we're looking for a good day. Betty, thanks for being on again. That's a women's retreat, a pro-life women's retreat, Saturday, May 18th, out in Stanley. All right, we go from Minneapolis all the way to Grand Forks, North Dakota or for Magnificat Morning. Are you looking for a way to grow in your Catholic faith and femininity? Join us for a monthly gathering meant to help us in this way. Magnificat Morning is held on the first Saturday of each month at St. Anne's Living Center in Grand Forks. The morning includes rosary, mass, a light breakfast, music, a short talk, small group discussions, and sharing and prayer. For more information, you can contact Sister Christina at 701-746-9419. Again, that's Magnificat Morning in Grand Forks, North Dakota. It's a regular gathering that is very helpful in regards to growing in your Catholic faith and as females in your femininity and being very comfortable in that. That's Magnificat Mornings, first Saturday of each month at St. Anne's Living Center in Grand Forks. And we're finishing 
We're finishing off our road trip this morning with the 23rd Annual Bishop's Charity Fishing Tournament out in Pierce, South Dakota. Uh, this is June 3rd and 10th, 2019. Big Stone City and Pier, uh, South Dakota. This year marks the 23rd Annual Bishop's Fishing Tournament. This year's tournament will take place once again at Big Stone Lake in Big Stone City, South Dakota, and Ohahi Downstream Recreational Area, I think I got that right, in Pierre, Pierre South Dakota. Your participation in these fishing tournaments helps support the funding of seminary and education in our diocese. Their education averages $40,000 per seminarian per year, which is why these two fishing tournaments are so important. So for more information on that, uh, this great way to support seminarians and future priests, your future pastors, go to ccfesd.org. Again, ccfesd.org. Um, to go to the 23rd Annual Bishop's Fishing Tournament. Well, that wraps up today's 10-minute tour. You can uh, be featured, have your event featured on Real Presence Live. Just call Brandon at 877-795-0122. That's 877-795-0122 and ask for Brandon. All right, well, that was a successful 10-minute tour. After the break, we'll be talking to Father Robert Altier about the Virgin Mary and, in particular, Our Lady of Fatima. And then, after a while, we'll be talking to Deacon John Devlin in regard, from Catholic Relief Services. And so uh, that'll be after the break, Father Altier. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hey everybody, Steve Splinskowski here with Real Presence Radio. I wanted to thank so many of you for calling in during our spring live drive. We had a great show of support for this work of evangelization, so thank you to so many of our brothers and sisters who called in and pledged. We had a goal of 550000 and we did raise 505000 so we're a little short, and we are going to need your help because of some equipment failures we've had in the past six months. So if you weren't around last week, please consider giving a gift now at 877-795-0122, and we thank you so much for your loving support. God bless you. At the University of Mary, we offer a world-class education that's truly affordable. 99% of our students receive scholarships, and we offer a groundbreaking year-on-campus option to earn your bachelor's degree in just 2.6 years or a master's in four. That means less cost, less debt, and a tremendous boost in your lifetime earnings. For these reasons and more, we're the nation's most affordable, serious Catholic university. Discover more at cometomary.com. That's cometomary.com. People think A&B is in the copier business, but we're not. We are in the people business. Whether it's coffee and water, managed print services, document management, or our newest additions of promo gear and managed IT services, we've got you covered. At A&B, we're number two because our customers are number one. We can be reached at 1-800-477-2425 or online at abbusiness.com. We all appreciate the comforting things in life. Great food, laughter, celebrating Mass together, and friendships. Here at Riverview, we have all those things and more. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director. With Senior Independent Living Apartments and our Crosshaven neighborhood for those seniors who need a little more assistance, it is the sense of community here that makes Riverview home to all of us. Contact me, Carrie Dew, or Kelly Brecky for a tour at 701-237-4700 or online at homeishere.org. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you local hosts and guests from across the region. Now back to the show. 
Good morning. This is Father Richard Kunst, along with Father Ryan Moravitz, coming to you from the Diocese of Duluth. We are three quarters of the way through with our show already. It just just chums along, Father Ryan. Chumming along. Chumming your, along. Your favorite yep, word. Yep. So uh, um, it's been a good show so far, and we still have a couple of guests that are exciting to talk about. We've got Father Robert Altier. He's on the line with us. How's, how's it going, Father Altier? I'm doing well, thanks, Father. How are you today? Very, very good. This, my name is Father uh, Rich, or Father Richard Kunst, and Father Ryan Moravitz is with us, and and uh, um, we're talking to you about the uh, the Virgin Mary, but in a particular way, um, Our Lady of Fatima. Maybe for those that are listening that might not be familiar with the story or have uh, just a little bit of understanding of it, maybe you can share a little bit about this about the Fatima story. Well, uh, back in 1917, Our Lady appeared to three shepherd children in Portugal, uh, in the area uh, called Fatima, and uh, and revealed to them a number of things. It was a, a veritable catechism, uh, though the way that she did things, she appeared only six on six occasions, revealed a number of things, and uh, and then on the last one, which would have been in October, so the first one was in May, so the Feast of Our Lady of Fatima was just yesterday, on May 13th, and she appeared on the 13th of each month until uh, October. That's where there was the miracle of the sun, and you know over 70,000 people witnessed that, and, and the various things that happened, and, and our, our Lady you know, talked specifically about the fact she wanted um, devotion to her Immaculate Heart, to be able to counter some of the problems going on in the world. She talked about Russia spreading her errors throughout the world if, if, if it wasn't consecrated uh, to, to the Lord. And she talked about uh, the greatest thing, that in the end her Immaculate Heart will triumph. And, and so, so some, some beautiful things that she taught us. Father, um, this is Father Ryan Moravitz. Um, it's good to have you on the show. You know, Our Lady of Fatima, you said she showed herself to three children. Why children and why these three? Well, uh, there are several things. You know, of course, she sometimes will appear to adults, but in this case, she appeared to three illiterate children, um, two of whom would would actually die within within a year or two, and uh, one who lived till she was ninety seven. But to that one, she actually said she wanted her sister Lucia uh, to to learn how to read so that she would be able to obviously address the things that she didn't even know about at that point. Um, but these were three pious children, uh, but it was in the area of of, uh, of Portugal, the only area of Portugal, actually, people need to understand, that still had the Islamic names. When, when the Muslims had overtaken Portugal, they changed all the Christian names to Muslim names when the Christians pushed them back out, they changed all the names back to what they originally were. The only place in the entire country of Portugal that still had the Islamic names was this area known as Urem, uh, of which Fatima is part, and Fatima is uh, the, the uh, oldest and, and favored daughter of, of Muhammad. And so Archbishop Fulton Sheen, looking at that, always said, I really believe, and I'm in agreement with him, that this is going to be for the conversion of the Muslims, that Our Lady would appear in a place where it still had the Islamic names, and and that, that this would be the, the means of, of the conversion of the Muslims as well. So so those, those children, yes, while they were indeed very pious, uh, you know, simple uh, children, shepherds, Catholic kids, um, it's also the, the spot that she appeared 
uh, that that becomes important for our consideration as well. Thank you for listening to Real Presence Live. This is Father Richard Kunz, along with Father Ryan Moravitz. We are talking to Father Robert Altier about Our Lady of Fatima. Uh, Father Altier, I kind of grew up in the real in the um, Blue Army movement. My grandmother was very active in it, and so my spirituality of my childhood was totally um, revol- revolved around Fatima. And so Fatima is very close and near and dear to my heart. It always has been, and I had the honor back in 2000 to can celebrate Mass at the Beatification with John Paul II when the uh, um, uh, Sister Lucia was there, and that's when they revealed the, the third secret. There's lots of talks uh, talk about the, the the secrets of Fatima, especially the third one. Maybe you can uh, maybe address a little bit about that. Yeah, there were three secrets uh, that 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 uh, that were given. Uh, the, the first was when Our Lady showed the children the vision of hell, and then the second uh, had to do with the devotion to her Immaculate Heart. And then the third secret was uh, was written by Sister Lucia in 1944. Pardon me? No, go ahead. Oh, uh, so so Sister Lucia wrote the third secret down in 1944, put it in an envelope, and wrote that it was not to be it was to be revealed to the world in 1960 or after 1960, and the popes had chosen not to do that, uh, and and so after Pope John Paul had been shot. He specifically requested to see that while he was in the in the hospital, because it talked about a bishop in white who would who would be shot and so on and and so so then he chose to reveal that then back in the year 2000. There's still some controversy as to whether the entirety of the third secret, in other words, was there just one page or were there two in two different envelopes? There and and so there's there's controversy about that, but. But the the vision that was given to the children is what was released. Uh, And if there is a second envelope, uh, which would be about Sister Lucia's understanding of what that vision was, then that has not been released. But uh, but there's, again, no specific statement uh, from the Vatican as to whether or not there is a second envelope. So, So that's some of the controversy that goes on to this day. But but at least the vision that they were given was released in 2000 in its entirety. Father, um, you know, Mary's an important role model in the life of the Church, and particularly when we speak of Our Lady of Fatima, it's such a, a relevant um, message for, for today, it's, you know, for our time in history. Um, yet we might not have the greatest connection to her. Um, how do we grow deeper in relationship with Mary? Well, a couple of things. First, I, I think the, the, the key is to make sure that we understand what the Church actually teaches about Our Lady, because there are some people who think that the devotion to Mary takes something away from Jesus, and, and we have to remember that Jesus is the first one who was absolutely devoted to Mary, and continues to be, and and that that a devotion, as, as anybody would know, if, if somebody, you know, for instance, you know, if somebody were to compliment your mother, you're not going to look at it as an affront to you that your mother was complimented, and our Lord certainly would be in that same way. So to understand that, no, this is not taking anything away from Jesus, it is not offensive to Jesus. If we worship Mary, yes, that would be wrong, um, because that would, you know, worship is given only to God, and Mary is not God. She is not a goddess. Uh, She is a human woman, just like every human woman, but she is without sin, and she was chosen by God to be his mother. And that's why all of the other gifts given to Our Lady were given, so she could be the mother of God. 
So in answer, it's a, a long way around, but in answer to your question, I would say that once you understand that that's what the teaching of the Church is, then the praying of the rosary would be would be the best way to, to draw near to Our Lady. It's, it's meditating on the mysteries of, of Our Lord's life and death and, and of, of Our Lady's work in, in Our Lord's life, and it draws us near to her. And, you know, Sister Lucia said that, that there is nothing that could not be obtained through the praying of the rosary, so anything at all. And, and that is what will bring us close to Mary. If we, if we, uh, and it works two ways. If, if we draw near to Mary, she will bring us to Jesus. If we draw near to Jesus, he will bring us to Mary, because you can't separate the two. They're the Immaculate Heart, the Sacred Heart are, are, are united in that way. Father Altier, can you, can you speak really quickly to the uh, event that's coming up later on this week that you're going to be part of? Yeah, there's um, a congress uh, up in, in Fargo. I think it'll be at Shanley High School, and uh, and that will be uh, on uh, put on by the World Apostle of Fatima. I will be giving a couple of talks at that, uh, looking at, at uh, particularly how uh, what was shown at Fatima applies to us today. So it's not looking at the history so much of what happened at Fatima, but how we can how how this is going to apply to us in our day-to-day. Folks, that's Our Lady of Fatima Conference Day, May 18th at Shanley High School in Fargo. Um, the cost is $5 per person or $10 per family. and they'll be, That'll be collected at the door in cash or check. Um, so again, that's out uh, May 18th in Shanley. Um, registration begins at 8 a.m. Great. Thank you very much, Father Altier, for joining us. Well, thank you, guys. Have a great day. God bless you. Yeah, it's many been, blessings. God bless, Father. It's been great in having you. Well, uh, that was a good segment. I love Our Lady of Fatima. i got a great devotion to her. And after we are done with the break, we're going to be talking to Deacon John Devlin from Catholic Relief Services. It sounds like Catholic Relief Services. I mean, we're familiar with it, but it sounds like something that everybody experiences after your homily. Father Ryan. Oh, boy. That Anyhow, was, that will be that Deacon. Was, that, was, that, that, will be, that was really bad. That will be Deacon John oh, Devlin uh, will be joining us <laughs> after the break. Engaging and local. That's Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hey everybody, Steve Splinskowski here with Real Presence Radio. I wanted to thank so many of you for calling in during our spring live drive. We had a great show of support for this work of evangelization, so thank you to so many of our brothers and sisters who called in and pledged. We had a goal of 550000 and we did raise 505000 so we're a little short, and we are going to need your help because of some equipment failures we've had in the past six months. So if you weren't around last week, please consider giving a gift now at 877-795-0122. And we thank you so much for your loving support. God bless you. France, an enchanting country known for its elegance and richness and an incredible Catholic history spanning centuries, set out to explore this history on the Saints and Sanctuaries of Catholic France pilgrimage, October 10th through the 20th, 2019, with spiritual director Father Chuck Huck. You'll have a chance to pray at St. Catherine of Labouret Church in Paris, explore the Basilica of St. Therese of Lisieux, spend two days in Lourdes, plus so much more. To reserve your seat, visit worldstrides.com register. Trip number 166594. You've got Real Presence Radio right now. If you're listening to it, you're probably sitting back saying, Huh, Real Presence Radio is a huge part of the driving culture of promoting Catholicism, and it is. I mean, how many commercials have you heard from previous interviews, especially people calling into this network, saying, you know, you have changed my life. I was driving, I travel a lot, you know, I, I was laid up. 
for whatever reason, I'm, you know, I was at home, I was listening to that particular program or, or that teaching, and it totally changed my life. So it's not just happenstance that this is working the way that it does. The Holy Spirit can connect with people on a multiple or multiple different levels, and the radio network is one. And the Spirit's telling you, you know what? Be a part of this mission. Help me save souls. Keep. Uh, you know, RPR on on the live network so people uh, have this beautiful ministry available. This is Cindy Detterman from St. Joseph's in Brooks. Thank you for listening to Real Presence Radio. You're listening to the RPR Network. Now back to more Real Presence Live. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. It's hard to believe that we are towards the end of our show. We're in, walking into our last segment here, Father Ryan. This is Father Rich Kuntz, and I'm accompanied by Father Ryan Roberts, my good friend here in the Diocese of Duluth. And uh, here we are towards the end, Father. Here we are. We're on our last guest, but it's been a, it's been a good show, and um, I appreciate the jab there at the last break. Well, that was a, unexpected. It was unexpected. Well, those are the best kinds of jabs. Yeah, if you expect you're, them, you're they're so, not very You're effective. so brilliant in your Thank humor. You. And, and, it, and it worked well. It's a great segue into our next guest, who is uh, Deacon John Devlin. Deacon John, are you with us on the line? I'm here. Hey, Deacon John, thanks for joining us on Real Presence Live. It's good to have you. Well, good. Thanks for having me on. So now you work with um, uh, Catholic Relief Services. Maybe you can just tell us a little bit about what Catholic Relief Services is and then what you do there. Catholic Relief Services is the um, international charitable arm of the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops. It was uh, established in 1943 and called, at that time, War Relief Services. Um, The bishops of the United States uh, knew that Western Europe was going to need lots of help when the Second World War ended, um, so they were trying to look forward and, and get something established beforehand, and did so and uh, did a lot of good work in Western Europe, um, in a lot of the countries affected by World War II. And then um, as they kind of worked through that, uh, the bishops decided to uh, change the name to Catholic Relief Services and to make it more of a permanent uh, organization instead of just for that one thing. Uh, I am uh, with Catholic Relief Services as what's called a um, global fellow, which means it's sort of an ambassador for them, I try to uh, preach and talk uh, at different events on their behalf, just so people become aware of who they are. And several years ago, Catholic Relief Services did a little survey and found out that only about 9% of Catholics in the United States knew who they were, and so they wanted to really get the word out, so they, they've got, besides other things, you know, in social media and in internet presence and all of that, they have... Uh, guys like us running around trying to assist them in telling people about their good work. Deacon John, how did you get involved with Catholic Relief Services? I was uh, at a retreat, when uh, a deacon retreat, and the main speaker, or the guy guiding the retreat, was a um, actually a deacon from Catholic Relief Services who um, spent a lot of time with them. He was one of uh, their... Uh, um, main global fellows, and uh, during the, toward the end of the retreat, he asked me if I would possibly be interested in joining them, so after, took a while, it was a year or two later, I was finally uh, approved with them, and um, have been working with them since, uh, for about the last four years or so. There's, you know, there's a lot of um, 
a lot of parts probably I'm sure of our listening area and then, you know, even just beyond that, that really don't have a lot of uh, exposure to Catholic relief services. I know that we don't really have anything in the diocese of Duluth concretely anyhow, anyhow that um, where Catholic relief services are present. But how, how would you suggest to people that are listening that might think that this is a, a, a worthy, um, uh, you know, thing to get involved when, in? How would, how would you recommend people getting involved and how would they go about doing that? Well, most, most people get exposed to them just a little bit during Lent with their rice bowls. A lot of dioceses use those, um, you know, or, or allow those to um, for people to take them and to uh, contribute to Catholic Relief Services financially in that way. And then there's always lots of suggestions in those rice bowls on how to um, live a Lent that uh, unites you more um, solidly to the, the poor of the world. They have lots of uh, recipes and things that you can use. But otherwise... Of course, they are at crs.org is their website, and they are like um, any good website. There's tons of good information about them on there. They are on social media, on Facebook, uh, and all the others uh, with uh, their stuff. But basically, uh, Catholic Relief Services um, does not work inside the United States, which is why a lot of people haven't heard of them. Catholic Charities is the um, USCCB's um, Charity that works inside the country, Catholic Relief, works outside the country. So, yeah, lots of people have never heard of them because they don't come in contact with them on a regular basis. The Catholic Relief Services uh, is in uh, over 100 countries in the world. They have about 7,000 employees outside of the United States, and they do um, relief work. Um, Their favorite work is what they call development, trying to assist people um, engage people in ways that to make their lives uh, um, better, more sustainable in the places where they are so they can uh, thrive. But they do lots of relief work in the world today because of all of the movement of people in refugee situations um, from Syria, from Sudan, from uh, from uh, Myanmar, from all over the world, all of these people who are forced out of their homes, that's where they end up doing lots of their work setting up refugee camps and refugee services for them. Thank you for listening to Real Presence Live. This is Father Richard Kunst along with Father Ryan Moravitz, and we're talking to Deacon John Devlin in regards to his work with Catholic Relief Services. Deacon John, maybe you can speak to it on your own personal level, spiritually. How has how has your work with Catholic Relief Services helped deepen your uh, relationship and your encounter with Christ? Well, just in that... Um, a constant awareness as I read their, we get a sheet from them about every month on what they're doing in the world and what is changing in the world uh, um, from their perspective, um, uh, perspectives of Catholic social teaching. And really, you, um, you really um, understand uh, the plight of so many people who just want to live their lives in uh, simple ways that are unable to because of uh, violence, of starvation, of religious persecution, things like that. So it makes me very um, grateful for the place I live, but it also, um, I lift up a lot of prayer um, on behalf of those people and on behalf of the Catholic Relief Service workers who are helping them and the other global agencies who are out in the world that uh, assist people in those situations. The other thing I I was able to do last year with Catholic Relief Services was go to um, Egypt and sort of... uh, um, experience their work with South Sudanese refugees in 
Egypt, and just to meet these people and to uh, encounter them uh, where they are in this uh, plight as a refugee uh, was very humbling um, for me. Uh, and the probably the most humbling thing was uh, the joy that these people had, even in the terrible life situation that they find themselves. They, they don't uh, approach life from a woe is me, like, like so often I do, or maybe some of us do. They, they really approach life from a very positive perspective, knowing that God is in charge and that God is uh, eventually going to uh, take care of them and their families. Deacon John, this is Father Ryan. Um, if, if I can throw you a little bit of a curveball here, um, you know, oftentimes we talk about the impact that organizations have. So we talk about the impact that Catholic Relief Services has around the world, um, which is really, really good. If, if we were to ask the question, what would the impact be if Catholic Relief Services never came into existence? Or where would we be in the world? Or what would the impact be right now if Catholic Relief Services didn't exist? How might you respond to that? I think uh, in two ways. One, I think uh, we would lose a Catholic presence in the world that um, in places where the Catholic Church um, isn't always uh, um, very prevalent, you know, in places in uh, um, Africa and East Asia where really uh, people don't know about the Catholic Church, but uh, Catholic, through Catholic Relief Services, uh, um, they are able to encounter the Church. I think the other part of it um, is that the Diocese of the United States, uh, the Catholics in the United States, would not have this charitable arm that allows us to help them help the poorest of the poor in the world, uh, being the, the um, refugees and those people in, in uh, difficult situations due to droughts and starvation and things like that. We, we in the United States really benefit, I think, just in uh, our ability to team with them financially, um, spiritually, so that we can uh, come to encounter the poor um, and, and find Jesus Christ uh, in that work and in the poor. D. John, you said that you had gone to, uh, you traveled to Egypt to see what some of the work was that Catholic Relief Services were engaged in. Are there other places that you've traveled to to uh, work with Catholic Relief Services as well, besides Egypt? No, there is not. I have encountered them on some of the church mission trips we have done to places like uh, um, Guatemala and um, Belize. I have encountered the Catholic Relief Service uh, um, workers and missionaries in those places and have really uh, been just, um, I'm just always humbled by them and and other people who work with the poor and just uh, the deep uh, care and love um, that they have for them. They don't just do this... uh, like a job, you know, they do it like a mission, and it is mm-hmm. uh, constantly reminds me that uh, my vocation is a is a mission as well. Where where exactly were you in Egypt, and what were you doing? We were in Cairo most of the time, and we were just observing um, what we weren't allowed really to work much with them because we didn't know the languages, and we'd probably just be in the way. Um, so they we were just. Uh, um, watching them work in their food distribution centers, in their medical uh, facilities, in their educational facilities. They try to help the people set up uh, education co-ops. Uh, Catholic Relief Services would buy all abandoned buildings and things and allow them, you know, and assist them in setting up schools um, for their children uh, in these places. 
They had a um, peace building um, arm that they worked with trying to uh, teach people the, the ways of peace, people who have um, come from a very difficult situation of uh, violence and war. Um, just uh, all, all, and then they had also a, a, play, um, a ministry where they taught people how to start their own business and to, or to get a job. They would uh, um, had a two-week training course that if you went to it, they would and were approved by their board. You could, um, they would loan you money to start uh, your own business, you know, well, provided you could come up with the right kind of a business plan and get. Um, something that looked like it would work. So they had lots of different things they were doing through the 90 people who worked with uh, CRS in Egypt. Thanks. Well, Deacon John, it sounds like Catholic Relief Services is definitely a place to go if you want to help out in regards to missionary work, which is really the work of Christ and the church. And so thank you very much uh, for being on Real Presence Live with us this morning. Well, I sure appreciate your allowing me to be on and get the message about Catholic Relief Services out there. God bless you and your good work. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Well, Father Ryan, that brings us to a near conclusion of uh, another segment of Real Presence Live Duluth version. Yeah, always fun to be on. It is. Some great guests today, some great conversations. We've covered a lot of topics. And speaking of great guests, now we've got Aaron. Aaron, are you there? I certainly am. Aaron, are you going to give us a little bit of a preview of what's coming on next? I mean, I didn't want to catch you off guard. Are you ready for this? Yeah, absolutely. No, we have a great show coming up tomorrow. He's going to be hosted by Tim Mosier. In the first hour, we'll have Paul Heiberger talking about the goodness of farming, family, and faith, and how they go hand in hand. That's a great story we're looking forward to. Also, we'll have our own Father Kyle Metzger of the Diocese of Fargo taking your questions about the faith during Straight Talk please call in with your questions. He's waiting for you. Then in the second hour, we will have an amazing story about two cousins who learned about creativity and independence. We will talk with John and David Stockman and how they started a new project and we'll preview an upcoming conference. Very interesting stories. So all that coming up on Real Presence Live. I'll hand it right back to you guys. Great. Thanks a lot, Aaron. Sounds like another good show on tap for tomorrow's show, as usual. We always have really good guests. It, it, I think it really shows that, you know, the great thing about this local aspect of Real Presence Radio is that these live shows really bring the local church into uh, into perspective. Yeah, I think that that's one of the great reasons to support the radio station because, you know, from the, the being on the road, you know, and kind of previewing things going on throughout the listening area that are happening in local parishes to speaking to our local bishops, right. local priests, deacons, local people, yeah. um, and then just the straight talk where people locally yep. can call in with stuff yeah. that's more maybe more pertinent to things going on locally and right. things going on. And our, and our people are loving it. Just this morning I had somebody say how great this Catholic radio station is for Duluth. And so it's uh, it's great to know that there are people listening and that uh, that this is great success. So maybe, Father Ron, you could uh, um, end uh, our show with a blessing. May the Lord in his goodness and his love for you uh, show you that and experience that you might experience his great love. May God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Great, Father Ryan. We'll uh, be uh, back on the air with you next month. May God bless you, and may Jesus Christ be praised. Real Presence Live Amen. brings you local hosts and guests every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday morning from 9 to 11 Central. Hear the encore of the Tuesday show on Saturday from 6 to 8 a.m. Central, the encore of the Wednesday show from 8 to 10, and the encore of the Thursday show from 10 to noon. 
Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through our Facebook page, Real Presence Live, local, engaging, live on the Real Presence radio network.